Welcome to the Dynasty Academy. Michael Washington Weeks is uh, your Tango West Mono Azulu and Pantalones. Mark Angst. You want to hear something really weird? Back. Eli Manuel. I don't care. We, we don't even know where people are going to play next year. I don't care. What if they, what if they retire? I don't but care. We're doing, I'll, draft, but, I'll draft for next year in the middle of last year, okay? Eli, you can cut this out. You can leave it in, too. Restart. I go with positional scarcity at this point. And I'm drafting a tight end. I'm I'm drafting <laughs> I'm drafting a a place kicker. I have legal on too many apps. I don't know what to follow. Jump off. <laughs> Tonight here at the Dynasty Academy, we are discussing our mock draft, our first mock draft, actually. I think this is later, way later than last year when we did this. <laughs> Much. And by the way, I came on laughing because uh Mark hates Brian Robinson from Alabama, the running back, so much that he said that he would take Eli at running back over him. So, uh, <laughs> his hatred for Brian Robinson runs deep. Anyways, really? uh, tonight we're going to do the mock draft uh, 2022. Did I get the year right this time? You thought about <laughs> it, but you did. The rookie mock You're draft. You're really struggling with that. Uh, it, it's so... I don't know why it's February. I should know this, but I don't really deal with dates anymore. So it's like, ah, um, we did randomize the order. Like we did last year. This time it's me with the first pick. I hate myself. Mark with the second pick and Eli with the third pick non snake. Yeah. It's linear. It's linear. And, uh, I'm just going to get it starting right off. Oh, this is super flex as always. Tight end premium. Uh, tight end premium as always. World team league. 12-team league, as always, blah, blah, blah. PPR. PPR, as always. Uh, and with my first pick here, I'm going to take Matt Corral, quarterback, Ole Miss. Uh, I, I basically feel like if you're picking first overall, unless you traded into the pick, uh, chances are you're probably going to need to get stronger somewhere. And in Superflex, it's generally quarterback. Matt Corral is my number one ranked guy in quarterback. He's not my number one overall player on the board, though. I just feel like at this spot where I'm going to take him, quarterback would probably be a bigger need so i'm going with matt corral goes to mark yeah so i feel like this year at least right now without having where the quarterbacks are going to be there isn't a clear-cut one-on-one in drafts in one quarterback league sure there is it's easy but in superflex there's not It's, it's really right now team dependent on do you need a quarterback do you not need a quarterback? Yeah. Because none of the quarterbacks scream to me, team changing, gotta have that guy type of fix right now. So, well, I, and that's and that's the main reason why I went with Corral was just because if you struggled with quarterback and you're gonna have the first pick, you might as well go get the safest quarterback to at least get, or in my opinion, the safest quarterback to give you a chance and an opportunity to you know, try to win some games and improve a little bit. And who knows, maybe he ends up being the superstar of the bunch, but. Well, and just... it's just, it's overall the smart thing to do because you're probably guaranteed at least three years of this guy playing, you know, and starting for an NFL team where running back and wide receiver, you know, look, look at Mike Williams. He's a perfect example of, of he was probably the number one or two wide receiver in that class. And until now, you're not, you were never getting return from him from where he was probably drafted. So 
even with the year he started out this year, you're probably still not. So right, exactly. So, yeah. Eli, any thoughts on the pick? I know you're a Corral lover. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I like Corral. I know, like you said, I, there's not like that top end talent necessarily that we'd like to see taking at 101 in a rookie draft for quarterback this year. Um, but I think Corral's probably the closest to that for me by far. Yeah, I agree with that. So at that All point, right. it, I'm going to get number shot. Number two, I'm going to go with – I'm going to take Brees Hall. And that's mainly because I believe he has the best shot to produce outside of the quarterbacks, even, even considering the wide receivers at this point. Just because rookie wide receivers are, are so hit and miss – Running backs just tend to have a better splash. So, Brees Hall is my number one overall on my big board. He just uh, – it, it, it just came down for me. Like I said, if you're picking first overall in the super flex, chances are your quarterbacks probably need some help. But, I mean, he's my number one overall on the big board for my big board. I mean, right if you're, you're picking two, quarterback probably is – and that's where I was leaning was also a quarterback. It's just – you took the top guy for, I think, all three of us, who we believe is the most polished quarterback at this point. And the guy I would have next is a little bit more of a, a little more of a dart throw with a high upside. So without seeing where what team he's going to be on, I really don't know if I want to take him that early just yet. Right. All right. Eli's picking third here. To be honest with you, I don't know if I would be envious of anywhere inside from three on back. I think it, I think you could probably pretty much take any player in any position from here on out from three to twelve, and you could interchange them. Like whoever Eli takes at three, I I could see dropping as far as the 10, 11 in some cases, or the guy that you know Eli takes at twelve being as high as three sometimes. Like I think it's really that jumbled uh, from from three on. To be honest with you. Maybe four on, but yeah. yeah I was hoping. Oh, there's, like, there's probably about seven players that are still there that I could say probably feel that way. Yeah, just the way I look at it. I mean, it depends on who Eli takes here. But so I, I was really hoping to get Brees Hall here. Um, <laughs> I'd be ecstatic to get Brees Hall at three. Again, but you're, you're going to. There are going to be places where that happens. Correct. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. My, my thing is in Superflex, you know, even with it not being like when I look at the position players and we've talked about a lot of them, we feel like we can move them around a little bit. Quarterback just outside of hitting that running back that's going to get opportunity really early in their career and is going to produce, I, I still feel like you've got more value in that rookie quarterback, especially if they're getting opportunity compared to the running back like and drafting this early being able to stock up my super flex team with quarterbacks like mark we've had this conversation the last six weeks on and off of oh yeah our dynasty our uh, dynasty startup um strategy used to be like i'm just gonna wait on quarterback and i'll just let it ride and take baker mayfield and over the years it's just like my teams that i did that on now I am pretty much forced to go into Debbie drafts and just be like, all right, I'm drafting three straight quarterbacks because I can't even afford to not hit on one of them. So 
I'm gonna I'm taking Kenny Pickett here then at 103. And I just, you know, everything we just said. I, w- I want to get that quarterback. I think he's the closest there. Um, so getting him, I would go a position player, um, but I- I'd just rather get the quarterback at this position. Yeah, Kenny Pickett to me is a guy that I, I toyed with the possibility. I-, I have him, him and Corral in my tier one quarterbacks. Big arm, pretty good athleticism. Uh, depends on landing spot for me to, to put him above a guy that I'm going to take at four, but I, I think Pickett is definitely worthy of a top three pick if he lands in a good spot. Mark, did you have Pickett as your second overall in the quarterback no. rankings? Yeah, no. I didn't think so. Yeah, yeah the higher upside so guy. I know who you're probably taking at five. Then. So if I'm sitting at four, I'm going, <laughs> it's that guy. I'm going with my first wide receiver off the board. I'm going with uh, Garrett Wilson. At four, um, I, I like him polished all around, in my opinion, to the table. I think he's going to land in a good spot that's going to utilize him. And I think he has the potential to be a true wide receiver one in the league. So, and again, at this point, you could take a quarterback here as well, because if you're inside the top four or five, chances are you're probably struggling somewhere. But I think that with some of the quarterbacks from here, you're kind of entering that tier two category, and I'd rather just get the top guy for me. It's a positional player at this spot at four. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I seriously toyed with taking Wilson at two, taking Brees at two, taking Malik Willis at two. That's yeah. at, at this point, I could go any of those directions. Feel pretty much feel similar about it. So, I mean, I'm I'm going to take Malik Willis here at five. He is my QB two right now. I think he has major upside. So, if 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 in a if he goes to a situation that seems pretty good, and, and I get him at five, I'm, I would be ecstatic. But that's the thing: Pickett, Corral, Willis are probably three, four picks once we see their landing spot. Because I imagine all three will be first round quarterbacks. So, you know, we'll we'll see how things shake out once the NFL draft comes. But you know, Willis ends up in I don't know. I don't really it's know. Funny. I don't know if there's that many bad landing spots for him right now. Pittsburgh would feel bad because it, he'd probably have to start right away. Well, not, not necessarily. They could always do an Andy Dalton type thing like they did, like Chicago did. I, I mean, I don't expect him to start year one, and I think it would be better for him not to have to start year one. And then that kind of like Trey Lance. And that's why Malik Willis scares me the most, is because of his floor being so low. To me, out of the top four or five guys, he has the lowest floor. And I know that we've talked about this with Trey Lance. We talked about this with Josh Allen in the past and Allen worked out. Trey Lance looks like he's going to work out or he's at least shined in certain spots, but the floor just being so low on Malik Willis just makes me at four risk high reward. Yeah. I would just rather take the safer bet if I'm that far down because. And that's, that's why I did it with Brees Hall or right. In in most years, I, I would probably consider Willis and not think twice, but right now it's just, yeah. This year, it's not that way. Eli, who are you taking in six? Here? I'm super happy. I get Traylon Burks here at 106. Yeah, that's yeah. A, it's a great pick. I, there's no way I can complain about that. If I had super flex leagues that went out like this and I had 106 and I got Traylon Burks there, I would be I would be thrilled. I'm going to take him over any of the remaining quarterbacks probably 90% of the time. Um, maybe, maybe unless Strong went to a really great spot and 
knees all good and we got the go ahead maybe but i i don't know that i can pass up Traylon burks at 106 yeah i, I consider Traylon burks where i took garrett wilson even though i have burks you know lower than wilson on that list but that's only because burks has more of the prototypical size to be a true you know wide receiver one a big wide receiver one goer whereas wilson's just a safer player because we discussed this with burks with the route running you know, Wilson has a pretty good route tree and is pretty polished across the board. I mean, you mid- so. really just made the Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis. Yeah, it, it's I, pretty much the same thing yeah. with Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks. It's yeah. safe compared to upside. For sure. Uh, here at seven, I think things start getting a little... This is probably where things start getting a little... Fuzzier. Yeah, not, not Not bad. No, not bad. Fuzzy fuzzy as far as like where do you rank these people where do you want to put them where do you want to go with them etc etc uh for me at seven i go with positional scarcity at this point and i'm drafting a tight end i'm i'm drafting (laughs) i'm drafting a a place kicker um (laughs) i'm drafting uh kenneth walker the third here the, the running back from michigan state um just because of the running back situation, I think that the, 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 it's not as deep. And I would much rather try to get a guy that I feel like, you know, he's in my he's in my tier two. He's the first player in my tier two. Uh, him and Spiller are very close to that tier one category. So I think that I'd be safe taking Walker here. <laughs> but for Walker, it's, it's so landing spot dependent. Uh, because if he lands behind like Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis, you might as well just take him right off your board completely. You know what's extra funny about that, Eli, is is Mike and I joined a startup as co-owners, <laughs> and they were whining today, right before the startup draft, that there's no tight end position in the league. It's you know, it's five flex. flex instead of having the tight end position, and and they could have swore there was a tight end position when they looked, and and not having that means they can't draft Kyle Pitts at the end of the first, early second round, and I'm like, holy shit, that's where we're at. Oh, oh, you want to talk about where we're at? Okay. So Daryl yeah. has joined a startup that, that was – hold on. Hey, <laughs> Daryl joined a startup where he had a derby and he picked the 10 spot and Kyle Pitts went nine. That's – you're essentially saying that you believe that Kyle Pitts is going to be Travis Kelsey in fantasy for the next six-plus years. When did Travis what? Kelsey ever even go first round? I can't uh, even he, think of when Travis I, Kelsey. I have first. seen in two, tight, in two tight ends. Yes, but but you're just a tight end saying, you? But I can't. But you no no you're not. I'm not. You're not saying you're getting Travis Kelsey. You're saying you're getting Travis Kelsey at his absolute best when he was like 29 years old, at Pitts' age now for the next eight years. You only got Kelsey for a few, and that's just because he's had one of the best start two ever. tight <laughs> start two tight end. With two points per reception, I might. That's I about. Then. That's about the no, only time. I'm talking single tight end start at one point five, tight end yeah. premium. And but that's what that's what these guys are talking about. Yeah, so and the, he went literally the one guy in goes, that draft. The one guy's damn. I took the slot I took so I could get hits in the second round, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. And and like they were like upset about it, and then they were upset because there's an extra flex spot. And, it's the third round reversal and they would have taken a later draft slot because of the depth you're going to get. And I'm like, Oh my God, the hell are you talking about? When we get to round 20, 
it doesn't matter if you're drafting in the 12 spot or the one spot. You're pretty much taking dart throws. Like, yeah. like people <laughs> way overthink. Oh, yeah. They make it way too difficult. Fantasy doesn't way have to be hard. Difficult. No, way too difficult. Well, Mark, are you taking a tight end at eight then? No, I'm taking okay. Isaiah Spiller. <laughs> pretty much for the same reason you took Walker is I have a lot more wide receivers I feel comfortable with and I could wait on because my number three and my number seven aren't that far off. That if I end up with my number seven because I w- take the, cor- the running back, I don't feel as bad. Where I like my number four running back, but that doesn't mean he's going to get a shot in the NFL right now. Right. Because after these three, the, the, the rest of them are, are literal dart throws at this point. So it's definitely one of, you know, we talked about this when we talked about running backs. It was like, is this the year of David Montgomery and Josh Jacobs? Like, 19. It, it, that's the thing. Like, there's such a drop off there, but I feel like wide receivers are so much closer that that's definitely it's like i feel like it this is somewhat panning out about how based on our rankings the last couple weeks and how we talked about the players that i would expect this but i just yeah i mean just for me i just expect it to be i mean kenneth walker is a guy that i could see easily slide even further over seven spiller i think is right about where I, i expect him because I don't think a lot of people have Walker as their number two, like I do. I think more people have Spiller as their number two. But I just, for me, I, I think Walker projects better overall long term. Yeah, but that's, that, but that's, that's splitting hairs. <laughs> that's splitting hairs. Let's put it that way. All right, I'm, Eli. Number nine, nine, Eli. I love the way this thing is working out for me. At number nine, I'm taking Chris Olave. Chris Olave. It's okay. My team has Jonathan Taylor and... <laughs> I'm taking Chris Olave here. I think, I, um, you know, there's I, there's no way I'm touching another running back in this range right now, unless for somehow one of these guys in my next three would somehow get some incredible landing spot with like surefire, surefire workload, and I just don't see that necessarily happening with many of these guys. So to me, it's my, like I said, my wide receivers are a lot more compact. I think there's a lot more value to be had there. So Chris Olave at 109 is, again, more of a safe pick. But I feel like I'm getting a solid wide receiver, too. Most likely going to give me steady production for hopefully four to six years. A couple of wide receiver two seasons. Maybe he has a wide receiver one season here and there. I'm taking Chris Olave at 109. I like Olave. I just, yeah, I, I, I like Olave. I just... Again, I have four in my tier one and five in my tier two for the receivers, but the top two in tier two could easily be in tier one. Like it's just it yeah. it's so close for me. Depending on landing spot, I don't like to take put too much in the landing spot, but like one of these guys could fall on the draft and go to a team that's already got an established wide receiver one, already has like what happens if the Bengals end up drafting one of these players? Like I don't know that that you know probably not going to happen but it could if they fall in the draft we could end up with one of these guys sitting behind jamar chase and t higgins like yeah my next three you know alave and my two after him i could see i might take one of the other two guys 
but I'm taking a lava here. So I, I'm the type of player where I don't necessarily just go based off what my rankings look like and take yeah. the player of how my rankings are. I've never been that way. And this is a case where I break from my rankings and I don't take my number three wide receiver. I take my number four wide receiver. Uh, I take David Bell here at 10. And to me, it's just because I think David Bell has the potential to be, he has, to me, I feel like he has the best potential to be the longest and safest option at wide receiver out of all the wide receivers in the draft. I can see him having the longest career. Um, he, he does everything really well. He's very polished. And Jamison Williams, who I have ranked higher than him uh, with the injury, is a concern because he also needs to put on a little bit of size. I think Jamison Williams is potential to be a big breakout guy or a big, you know, play guy definitely supersedes what David Bell can do. But David Bell is just so sound at everything he does. He This could be the Cooper Cup of this draft. Michael here name dropping players while we're drafting. Yeah, whatever. Get over it. Everybody knows who Jamison Williams is. <laughs> Mark, who are you going to take at 11? I'm taking my wide receiver three and Drake London. Drake London. At, th at this point, to get my tier one wide receiver, who, I mean, easily could be higher if it wasn't that he was injured and just have to see how that healed up and everything. So he wasn't making it back to you if you didn't take him there. <laughs> Good enough. Well, I'm just wondering here, because this is going to be interesting to see, because I feel like our top like five or six really aren't going to change a ton when we do when we revisit this. But I feel like after six, it's just going to be a whole new. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll use David Bell as a perfect example. He he is so, at least in NFL experts' minds, not getting draft capital. That doesn't mean the NFL doesn't think that. Fantasy loves him. So, like... He could be at 10, 8, yeah. 7, or as far back as end like of 19. round 2. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. right, that's what I mean. Like, so he, he's probably out of this entire group, and even whoever Eli says to her at 12 is probably the one who could rise and fall the farthest. Maybe Isaiah Spiller is the other one, just because if he goes to a bad spot, he could fall too. But otherwise, I, I feel like all of these are pretty – Pretty safe to be somewhere close to where they are. Right. Oh yeah. Eli, finish us off. Oh, I really thought I was just gonna like put the pick in and carry on, but I, I'm gonna I'm taking Jamison Williams here. Um, again, there's we've the quarterbacks that are off the board are the ones that I feel either have enough upside to justify taking them here without knowing where they go or they are the safer guys. The rest of that group has so many question marks around it that I don't want to touch them in the first round. I'm still not touching another running back here. So I got to stick on the wide receivers at this point. So Jamison Williams would be my next one off. Jamison Williams for me right now, at this moment, just feels like a guy I'm going to let somebody else draft unless like he's like tumbling. I just, but I don't see him doing that. So I'm happy you take him because of, just cross that name off the list, and that means somebody else comes back to me. I just have a hard time taking. And there's one quarterback I may take there, <laughs> but again, like I said, it's just there's I have so many question marks past that group of three that it's hard for me to say, all right, I'm going to pass on to Jameson Williams and take that risk. So quick round one recap. Matt Corral went first. Brees Hall second. Kenny Pickett third. Garrett Wilson fourth. 
Malik Willis, fifth. Traylon Burke, sixth. Kenneth Walker, seventh. Isaiah Spiller, eighth. Chris Olave, ninth. David Bell, tenth. Drake London, eleventh. And Jamison Williams rounded out the first. So that's the first round, guys. How do you feel about your spots right now? I really look at this. I really look at this this first round, and I'm looking at it going, this could be like one of those drafts where if you have multiple first round picks for some reason, you could really damage your team. If because mm-hmm. I feel like there's you could miss. I feel like there's landmines all through the the first round. Like the safest players really aren't even the safest players anymore because the NFL is just always about taking the big explosive guy or you know whoever has the most upside and. You know, they don't deal but with I mean, a safe player, per se. So it's like... Let, let's be honest. Matt Corral, we all love him. But he's, he's only six foot. So he he feels like the safest quarterback or one, or one of the two safest quarterbacks. Yet he could easily do nothing. He saw him feel pretty safe. To that point, I like Corral the most just because I've liked him for a couple of years. And, I, you know, you kind of get... I don't want to say stuck in that, but Kenny Pickett also has these red flags for me of like, okay, late in career production, whatever. But Pickett also seems like the best NFL quarterback without any question marks. So it's this, when you look at this first round compared to the last couple of years, it just, it, it feels the sketchiest. And we've been talking about this for two years now, I think within the Debbie circles especially with COVID changing who is going to be coming out, all of that. We've been saying, go get 2023 picks. But then, Mark, you mentioned the other day what the 2023 quarterback class could look like. and Yeah, it looks not, a little iffy. It's not pretty. I changed my first overall pick now. I forgot that Eli absolutely loves Matt Corral, and we all know what he does to quarterbacks. So, can I change <laughs> Can, can we change that, please? No. Give okay. Kyle Trask a year in Tampa. No. <laughs> I think Desmond Ritter uh, seems like more of his guy, so we'll we'll just call him the. the we'll call Ritter. We'll, we'll call Ritter. The, can, can we do somebody? The, can we do somebody like uh, Skylar Thompson? Grayson McCall. <laughs> That's, That's next, next year. year. You're gonna ruin him for next year. It's fine. Yeah. Quarterback whisper. Pick somebody. Like, yeah, of death. Yeah. Whisper of death. I like that. You should make that your your uh, team names. I mean, to, to be fair, you fell in love with guys that really like excelled in certain spots, and then they just for whatever reason just didn't get the same hope and dreams that everybody in fantasy were hoping that they were going to be, or whatever. I mean, except for Jake Fromm. But then again, though, I think everybody at one point in time thought Jake Fromm was going to be like the first overall pick in in his class. Like, so let's start off the second round, guys. Let's jump right into it. All right, I talked about Sam Howell. Sam Howell two hundred one. That's who I'm taking. I'm ecstatic here taking Howell. And I'm going to tell you why. To me, Howell and Willis are close. I really honestly believe it. Not only just in size, but in playing style. I think Howell's a better passer. And everybody's talking about Malik Willis' senior bowl, and Malik Willis Willis did this, Malik Willis did that. I watched the senior bowl, and Sam Howell did everything that Malik Willis did, but better, in my opinion. And maybe I'm just being biased, because I do have Howell ranked higher than Willis. But I just, watching that, Howell was the only one that led his team to uh, scoring a touchdown drive. His numbers were very comparable, you know, for less throws and and whatever. But I don't know. I just thought Howell displayed his athleticism. And I think whoever gets Howell is going to get a guy who wants to win. Like I said before, when we did these rankings, Howell was a guy 
that UNC wouldn't have even come close to eight wins if it wasn't for Sam Howell being on that team. Plain and simple. I know size is a question, but if size is a question for Howell, then it has to be a question for Will. Because they're not that much different. That's a good so. question for Alvin, too. He's smaller. <clears throat> is he shorter? I thought he was like he's an inch foot. taller. I thought he was an, I thought he was a inch taller. No? I thought they were 6'1". No, I thought they were under 6'1". I don't think either one of them reached 6'1", and he reached six, like 6'1 and a half. No, I'm pretty sure Matt Corral is six foot, listed as 6'. He wasn't measuring anywhere because he wasn't at the senior bowl. His measurement from Ole Miss is 6'2", 205. Really? I've, I've yeah. seen six foot from Matt Corral. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what his measurement, if he got measured anywhere else, but his measurement from Ole Miss is 6'2", 205. ESPN is Matt Corral, six foot, 200. Oh, well, I, I, I don't know if it, what do they have Howell and, and Willis at? Yeah, but those two were at the senior bowl. You can get their actual measurements. 6'1", 220 for Howell. So he did get 6'1". Well, this is the ESPN. I'm not going off the senior bowl. And 6'1", oh. 215 for Willis. Are, are their ESPN... I don't think. I, where did you see six two for Matt Corral? I was off the old miss. They had him listed at six two two oh five. I think it's on his Wikipedia page too. I honestly don't. I don't think I ever look at teams things for that. I usually go two four seven or ESPN because. Oh yeah, no. I and again, obviously, we all know these measurements aren't necessarily always true either. So, I mean, Bailey Zapp was listed at six two two fifteen. So I, I don't know what he ended up at Bailey Zappy or whatever. I don't know what he ended up at, but. Anyways, besides the point, there's question marks surrounding Howell as far as the size is concerned, and I feel like if his size is question marks, I think you got to have the same question marks for Malik Willis. So it doesn't make sense to me as to why you aren't prioritizing the better passer between the two, in my opinion. But Howell's going to be a winner if he gets an opportunity and chance, and I'm sticking to it. I, tr I truly believe that. So I'm taking Howell here, and I'm ecstatic at 201. So that's that, that I considered how where I took Drake London. I was between those two. I just went with where I felt what at this point was yes. a safer pick. So now easily could see my taste self taking Sam Howe if he gets sneaks into that back half of the first round, even you know, second roundish draft capital. So can't knock that pick at all. Now I have to <laughs> now you have to pick at two oh two. Make a decision because that was going to be my pick. <laughs> I mean, I, did, I assumed he wasn't going to get back, but I was like a little hopeful. Same. Yeah, I had thought about him at 112. I, I can see him anywhere in that 112 to 203 range, kind of regardless of. I, I mean, I just think so. I just think that Howell is going to be a guy who's going to end up sneaking into the back half of the first round or be an early day two pick and get it. I think he's going to get a chance. I think somebody's going to look at his tape and realize that he's, he's probably better than what people are giving him credit. <laughs> so. Now that I've thrown a complete curveball into Mark's life. Well, because I'm now considering taking a different wide receiver than my rankings say. I am. I'm going to take Jahan Dotson here instead of who I have ahead of him. For the simple fact of one is coming off of injury. That doesn't scare me, but still coming off of an injury. And I think Dotson could get better draft capital. So depending on his landing spot and who he's with, could end up being the better choice and I I mean I love Jahan Dotson and I, I mean I wish he was probably about two inches taller but I mean the dude plays like he's two inches taller so yeah that was the thing that stood out to me on tape was he just knew where to be and he just he looked he played much bigger than he really is so Eli did that mess you up no it actually made it a lot easier for me <laughs> because 
this point right here with the players that are off the board is probably where the break point of the rest of my players happens after I take this next player. I got it's probably where it's probably where I have my biggest like like some of these guys. I feel like most years we'd probably have them closer to two ten. So it feels like there's a gap in value here to me. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on Carson Strong here. Damn it! I was hoping to get him next round, next pick. There's no way I can. I can't let like the last player on my rankings <laughs> of like a shelf go here. I'm going to take the quarterback value. It, like we said earlier, as long as um, knee checks out, I think he's polished. Uh, we'll see how it happens, how it works out. He's got a very effortless arm for the arm strength he has. Like we talked about, I just, I, I do like Carson strong. Um, so like getting him at two Oh three, I think is good value. The, the, the thing with Carson Strong that I think a lot of people aren't realizing is this guy has all of the tools to be a first-round pick. It, it's medical that's been one of the biggest issues with him, but he's at the size. He's underrated as an athlete, and he actually throws a beautiful deep ball. For somebody, for some, yeah, it, it, it's so – and it, it's gorgeous. And if his knee checks out, I could see him easily going into the first round of rookie drafts especially in Superflex, depending on where he lands, of course. I mean, you know, if he ends up be behind somebody, it's going to be a little bit tougher. But, I mean, you're talking about what? Was that the fifth quarterback inside the first 15 picks? I mean, you know, I at, could, at this point, I could so. see Strong climb ahead of Hal, depending on where they could draft him that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, if sure. that knee checks out, he could, he, could, he could probably climb up into the top eight picks. So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, with that, there's – Two more players that I could really, that I really would be safe, comfortable taking here. So I'm going to go again, back to what I did at number seven, with you know 204 here and take the position old scarcity spot. And I'm going to take my fourth overall running back and James Cook here. Um, I know that he hasn't really garnered a lot of a, you know, attention in the fantasy world. But he is so explosive in the open field. Anytime that he gets the ball, it, it could be a touchdown. He he's a he's a better runner between the tackles than I think people realize. I don't think they're going to use him at that level, but I think that there is a team out there that can get creative and use him like Camara. I think he could be very very much the possible Alvin Camara of this. Because remember, Camara was going at the end of the first round to early second round in a lot of drafts. Mm -hmm. So I think James Cook is in prime position. If he lands on a team that will use him in such, such a manner, if not, then it's going to be tough sledding for him, but I will feel comfortable taking him here right now at this point. I'm going to take my number four running back and probably the only, the only running back left on my list that I feel pretty comfortable with because I think he'll get, some pretty good capital and and could can do some things. So I'm going to take Rashad White from Arizona State here. And I mean, I just after him is when my running backs just really start to just even even including James Cook, where he could have a great landing spot or a terrible one, and it's solely dependent on that for him. 
Well, I mean, for right now, I mean, you think of our rankings, a lot of our rankings are just based on what we've seen in college anyways and, and what we think, you know, potential could be. But realistically, a ton of them are draft spot dependent. Yeah, and I mean, it's depending, but I, I think the, the pretty much after the – I mean, even the top three running backs somewhat are, but I don't think I expect them to really I – don't, I don't expect one of those three to go behind Jonathan Taylor. I just don't. Right. And I don't know that they're – okay, Najee Harris. I don't expect one of them to go behind Najee Harris. Right. So I, I don't know that there's another running back situation in the NFL that scares me off. Even Nick Chubb, he's proven he can work in his two-back system and both be viable. I just don't think I would like a landing spot like New England for some of these guys. I just it just something like New England would just not be beautiful. New England's you know, never just, beautiful for running back because they always. But but that's where I'm going with it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, if okay, I, really, so I don't know if I would they, really like the Chargers for some of these guys, even though. Oh, see, I you know, wouldn't mind the Chargers. Eckler, because, you yeah, know, but the, Eckler's you, you can you know he's more of the pass catcher, but I, I I don't mind that one as much. I I wouldn't even mind one. I mean, things aside with Kamara, the Saints pairing well, one the of Saint, these other guys with the Saints are a team I could see trying to get a guy like Kenneth Walker. But I'm just saying, Mark Ingram to Kamara. No, I, of course not. But I mean, I'm just saying that I could see that something like that happening. I, I, I'm just throwing it out there for something like a guy like Rashad White and James Cook. You know, if James Cook ends up going to Indianapolis with with Jonathan see, Taylor, or Rashad White goes to Indianapolis with 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 Jonathan Taylor, are we are we yeah. truly that upset about it though? Because they used Naheem Hines. No, no, I'm not. not. What, what I was about to say, though, is James Cook to New England would be much better than Kenneth right. Walker to New England. Right, because of the James White situation in New England. And, like, well, and, and Cook could do both. He, right. He's fine to be a runner and a pass catcher. But but my point is the top three guys I feel are, are safe enough running back-wise that right. they're going to get. After that is when it just goes complete grossness. Yeah, and, and Cook and White, I think, are right at that cusp. Like, I have one guy rated higher than White, but I would probably take White above him just because I think of the pass-catching ability and the ability to be able to do certain things at the NFL level. But I just – I think after that, like you were saying, it kind of dips off a little bit. Eli, are you going to be our first person taking a tight end here? <laughs> <laughs> no. I wouldn't take Maybe in the third round. Um, Kyle Pitts. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Pitts Jr., his son. I'm taking him now. I'm good to go. All right. I'm, I'm going I'm to stick to my rankings here, and I'm going uh, Romeo Dobbs. Oh, I think I think he's just the guy with, um, like, obviously we talked about all these guys on the ranking show, but right. um, he's got good size. I look at a lot of the things with receivers – related to how they play the ball, especially after the whole Jamar chase off season, he can't see the ball because of the color of the laces and whatever, <laughs> like wide receiver, especially we know that sometimes it takes a year, two years, three years for us to really see that production. We've been handed Jamar chase and Justin Jefferson and CD lamb the last couple of years where they, come out the gate and they perform pretty well for a rookie or in Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase's case phenomenal for a rookie um so I'm not so worried about that I I just always hope that they get the right coaching in the NFL to fix those little things that's where I'm going with Romeo Dobbs here I think he's um he, it's going right with my rankings I'm not 
I'm still not willing to dip into running back. And it just makes me like realize how truly gross this year is at the running back position. Like we can rank the running backs in an order, but then when it comes down to pitting them against the other positions, I'm like, there's no way I'm touching a running back yet. <sighs> that's 206. <laughs> uh, here at 207, I'm taking the last guy that pretty much fills out my tier twos across the board. Uh, John Michi, the third wide receiver from Bama knee injury, knee injury, right? Or was his ankle? No, his was knee, knee right? Yeah. Knee. Uh, plays the part, has decent size, uh, productive. Just, I, I don't know if he's as explosive as James Williams, Jameson Williams. So that gives, you uh-huh. know, so that gives Michi, you know, a little bit of a downgrade because I don't think his ceiling is as high, but similar to David Bell, I think he's very well-rounded. So I, I think I'd be pretty happy right here getting John Michi value-wise. That would have been my pick if you didn't take him. He, he's the last of the I have one more two. guy in my – I have one more guy in one of my tier two categories, but he's very hey, – there's questions surrounding him. So I'm, I'm going to take Jalen Tolbert here. He actually is a little further down in my wide receiver rankings, but – He's a guy who's been getting talked for NFL draft capital more than the other guys in my tier four. So I'll take that upside right now. Plus, I, I do like Jalen Tolbert. My tier four literally could just rank them all at whatever number they're, they're at at this point and make it an A, B, C, D situation. I mean, I think for the most part, outside of what, after pick three in the second round, it's kind of. Uh dart throws or landing spot yep. dependent throws basically i mean i like i like mechie and yeah i mean Strong. i like all the i like all these guys i like white cook you know dobbs mechie tolbert but i mean what's the chances of all of them hitting you know that's a oh for sure i'm so. just saying about mechie mechie and i mean i could see mechie being higher possibly not that yeah. being kind of the cutoff point eli <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much Ten of my top eleven wide receivers are off the board. Only four of my, or I guess five of my top ten running backs are off the board. So it it kind of comes down to which do I, do I want to go for that last guy in that tier wide receiver? Again, it's a dart throw, and I'm gonna. This will be my running back that I plant my flag on and hope that he produces. Is I'm gonna go Jerome Ford here of Cincinnati. I feel like end of the second round for my fourth ranked running back towards the end of the second round for my fourth ranked running back. I can't complain one bit, but that goes to show you how bad this year is running back. <laughs> and, and, and let's, and let's not, and let's not, you know, we, we've, we've been very harsh on, on the running backs because it doesn't look pretty, but this also has the potential to put a lot of, we, we could see a lot of guys that, have solid careers that stick around on rosters and maybe not necessarily our fantasy all-stars, but they're guys that you, you can see down the line, you know, six, seven years, just still producing decently, you know, not great, but decently. I mean, you know? like we've talked about, and Mark Ingram was a higher draft pick in rookie drafts than what we're talking about here. But Mark Ingram is definitely a fantasy guy that got overlooked for the last what seven eight years? I mean, when we were, when I ran those numbers, he's put up more yep. RB one top twelve 
seasons than a good port. Like the players he's on that list with are Hall of Fame. Let's put it that way. So, like these guys don't have to be Jonathan Taylor to give us production on our fantasy teams. Not at all. Uh, with that being said, this is a guy who I think has a legitimate. I think this guy has a higher ceiling than most people realize. Um, again, running back situation. I think at this point I'm safe taking him here, but he is my number five, and it's Sincere McCormick, running back from the Texas San Antonio UTSA situation. Um, I don't know what his his top end speed's going to be. I think that's one of the biggest issues, but he does have breakaway ability. I mean, he's only five foot nine, so being behind those tall lumbering trees in front of him <laughs> could be part of the reason why he gets lost. The thing that scares me with him is he is where he's going to end up landing to get an opportunity or not. I think draft capital is going to be, you know, if he lands in a situation that's not so pretty, I don't think we're going to see him. But I think at 210 and my last pick in this in this draft, uh, I, I would feel comfortable taking McCormick at, at 210 here. Mark, 211, your last pick in this this draft 101.0. So I kind of feel the same as Eli did with his last pick where – do I go with another wide receiver? Do I take the running back? And that would be the running back I would go with. But I, I'm for now because I don't know if this will hold up. I'm taking Justin Ross here just to put him on the list. Um, yeah, Donovan Knight would be my other would have been my other choice, but it's gross at this point. Hey, Justin Ross. I, I don't know where Eli's going to go with his last pick, but. It, Justin Ross is a guy that I think this late with the potential that he has of his medical clears, I would be very excited getting him just for his upside alone. All right, Eli, let's round out, finish this off the first two round mock of 2022. Mm. And you can correct it later when we do with the second mock. <laughs> I'm flip-flopping between two players here, but you can take the guy that Mark loves so much. Is that what it is? <laughs> Who's the player that we purposely, when we did our original mock, we laughed because he never even made it into the, because our, our first mock of the year is always just two rounds. Wasn't it Devonta Smith that we left out of the first two rounds of a mock? I have to go year? back and look at it, yeah. I think it was Devonta Smith, so I think I remember us saying. I think so, yeah. We that, did it so early. That we did it, yeah, yeah, we did it so early, and yeah. It might have been Devontae Smith. Hold on a second. Let me let – me, let me, the two guys – One decided, player from each position I could go with, but I was really just looking at two players. Is it, is it quarterback and wide receiver? Is that where you're looking? I was looking running back and wide receiver, but I could oh, go okay. quarterback as well. But it's really – there's like three more guys that I feel comfortable taking – in the at the end of the second, I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with who I think Mark was considering, maybe, but maybe not, and that is George Pickens. Yeah, that's the guy that I was gonna or, mention. that you were. Yeah, you're the one that said that's the guy I was contemplating where <laughs> I took sincere McCormick. And, he's, like, yeah. he's like Justin Ross to me. It, yeah, um, we yeah I brought it up pretty much for me too. That like I every time I see George Pickens. I just keep thinking Brian Edwards over and over. And it's, yeah, just there's so many similarities there to me that, but Brian Edwards went higher than this. Um, so 
picking. I don't know that Brian Edwards would have went higher than this though in a draft this early because I feel like he his, I don't know if he did anything at the combine because of his foot, but he he started to rise up NFL draft boards, and that's when I feel like fantasy went. Oh, should pay attention to this guy. Yeah, no, I think people were paying attention beforehand because he did have that. He did show that. Big yeah, but I think the injury was really like yeah. pushing people off because of a foot injury when he wasn't doing anything and nobody could get anything on him. But the NFL was like, no, we still like him. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think George Pickens here. There's enough upside with George Pickens at, at 212. I, you know, there's other wide receivers here I could take, but he seems like the, it's like Justin Ross. There's upside there. We hope that it pans out. I don't think either of those, we can complain about any of those picks there at the end of the second. So, and just to recap the second round, 201 was Sam Howell, 202 was Jahan Dotson, 203 was Carson Strong, 204 James Cook, 205 Rashad White, 206 Romeo Dobbs, 207 John Meachie III, 208 Jalen Tolbert, 209 Jerome Ford, 210 Sincere McCormick, 211 Justin Ross, and 212 George Pickens. That's going to do it for us here tonight at Dynasty Academy. Hope you enjoyed the 2022 NFL Rookie Mock Draft 1.0. We'll probably do about another eight of these. (laughs) Until next week, have a good one. (laughs) 